You're listening to the Prime Culture Podcast. This Prime Culture is for the dreamers, the schemers, and the believers. We're here to introduce a whole new generation to the abundant life. We're here for the prime of our lives. What's Gucci? Hey, I hope you're doing absolutely amazing. Hey, whatever day you're listening to this on a Monday, on a Wednesday, on a Thursday, whatever day, we know it's Prime Day. Come on. Hey, this is Cruz. This is Diana. And this is the podcast for this prime culture. It's for all the dreamers, the schemers, the believers who are knowing and believing that you are supposed to be living the prime of your life. And we're here for it, man. We are here for it. And we're so glad that you're here with with us as well. And so, hey, listen, we're continuing our talk on all in love. This is actually all in love part three. Come on, man. Last week, we talked about boundaries. The week before that, we talked about all in love. Can't we just be in love without falling without falling apart without falling into sin without falling behind we believe you can man we really do and so this week we're super excited diana and i are super excited to share with you um the content because we here's what we believe we believe that it is this content this week is so valuable and so key i really do diana i really do believe that this is foundational right foundational and so hey listen one of the things that, that we look at and that we're able to see um, when it comes to the quality of a person or the quality of, of, um, of someone's intelligence or their self-awareness is not seen in the things that they tell you they know, but come on, it's seen in the questions they ask, right? Yeah, that's a, that's a good point because when you ask a good question, hopefully you get a good answer. Hello. Therefore, allowing you to peek into their soul. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. Good questions usually bring good answers and good questions come from good thoughts. And so anyways, uh, we're going to jump right into it. I want to give you good questions for this moment. You ready? Here's the big moment. You met on campus. You met at church. You met at a culture night. You saw each other from across the room and you were worshiping in during worship. And <laughs> that's funny. You were worshiping during worship. What I mean by that is like you were all in. Your hands were raised. You caught a glimpse of her out of your eye and you were just like, oh my gosh, who is that girl? I just see the glory of God all over her. Right. Spotlight right on her. <laughs> and uh, you had the you had the gall and the audacity and the nerve to go talk to her in the lobby and you bought her some viejo coffee or whatever, right? And or, you asked for her email. Hello. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you said, Hey, are you on TikTok? Right? Or whatever, right? But however you got to this moment, here's the moment we're gonna help you with. It's the first date. First date. Hey, what was our first date? Man, that was TGIFs with a side of Armageddon. Shut <laughs> up. I forgot about that, you guys. And not Armageddon as in the end of the world. Armageddon as in the Bruce Willis. Old movie. Oh, my gosh. Armageddon. Just with, wanna fall. Oh, what's that song? I don't want to close my there eyes. You go. Don't want to fall asleep because I, I miss, miss you, baby. baby. And, and I don't, don't want to miss a thing. <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. Absolutely. What Look it up. Ben Affleck, Liv Tyler. It was an Earl instant Smith, classic. Right? Yeah. Shoot. Yeah, it was an instant classic. And so, um, you know, over, over mozzarella cheese sticks, right? Right? Like Diana and I had our first date. It was incredible. Absolutely epic. And it was, we weren't by ourselves. Her little brother, if you know our story, every date we ever went on, we had a chaperone, right? Her little brother, who by the way, was 
was doing his job before he ever got the job. Diana's brother, Isaac, is an FBI agent now. Right? He was a little spy since freaking eight, nine years old. <laughs> that guy was walking in his calling. Yeah, Never in my life yeah, would just, I thought he would be an FBI agent. Just, just on the case as our chaperone. Anyway, but you know, one of the things that I loved about Diana was the fact that she was able to have good conversation. We were able to interact and that really compelled me, man. Like that, that really, like really drew me into you, babe. You know? Yeah, seriously, guys. When Cruz and I would talk on the phone, I had addiction with me because he used to use like the biggest words on earth to have random simple conversations i had to look up words and i have a pretty good vocabulary but this guy was you know you know guys a genius. <laughs> anyway um so we want to help you we want to make sure that your first date is not awkward okay so we want to give you some things in your arsenal so that you can get to know the person that you're eating cheese sticks with um or maybe wings or whatever it is right i don't even know if wings are a good first date meal but whatever and don't go to a movie on a first date get to know each other give yourself the opportunity to ask questions and get to know. So we're going to give you 10 questions that we think you should find a way to ask or maybe we'll help you drive conversation and interaction uh, on your first date. Yeah, guys, we're trying to save you time. Remember, time is valuable. So we want to make sure your time is valuable on your first date. Here we go. All right, so you ready? Write this down. Question number one, you can frame it however you feel, but ask something like this. Hey, what makes you unique? Mm. What makes you special? Other than my mama said I'm special, right? right. But like, what makes my you, mommy what, said so. <laughs> I think one of the most obvious ways that we can connect with someone or get to know someone is to ask them about themselves, really. I mean, like people love to talk about themselves. And so let them tell you what makes them unique. Maybe they're like into rock hunting or bird wow. watching that's dude that's a real thing what that's rock hunting is a real thing wow yes okay. you can I'm find sorry, onyx guys. i don't even know if you can find onyx or not but like yeah you know rock hunting is a real thing wow. right but like listen, i'm allergic to that listen listen <laughs> maybe you'll find something when you ask someone you're allergic i'm allergic to outside <laughs> I'm that's allergic diana to rocks <laughs> diana said i'm allergic dirt. to outside hey but listen like when you ask this question you might find something that you both enjoy doing and if that date goes well you could put potentially now have an idea for a second or a third date down the road in something you both enjoy. Right. So I think that'll, I think that'll bless you. Right. Yeah. Question number, number two, two, go ahead. What are some random facts about you? Yeah. I think that's a great way uh, to get to know them, get to know about their hobby, seeing if they've ever gone to do anything crazy or out of the ordinary. I mean, you never know. You never know. I mean, nobody would ever know that I used to be a kickboxing, kickboxing instructor. Hello. That's pretty random. Dude, like you would fight for real, for real. <laughs> yeah. Like Diana would, I remember when we were dating, Diana would come, was, was um, doing kickboxing for a credit, right? Like for credit, for credit in school, I uh -huh. think. And she would come home with like a bruised eye. And I was like, dude, like what the heck happened? She's like, oh, I just fighting some guys in my class and i was like what the heck she's yeah, doing that's, shotokan that's karate super random right um but that was just kind of like one of those things that's just like hey well that's pretty random about you yeah okay number three here we go ready here's something that i think is so important to discover someone's self-awareness ready what's something that you want to learn or wish you were better at now i think this is a big question um because it shows someone's self-awareness if someone is able to rapidly answer well you know what i wish i was better at this or i wish you know i could i could uh get work on uh xyz 
or whatever. You know, it really shows their ability to gauge themselves, to, to know where they're at. I think that if someone, if someone struggles answering this question with you, that might be a red flag when it comes to openness, to self-awareness, um, emotional intelligence, and things of that sort, right? So that's a great question. What's something that you want to learn or wish you were better at? What's number four, babe? Number four, would you rather games? Guys, I love this. We play this with our five and eight year old and it brings such great conversation. It brings lightness. It brings, you know, you can go on Google and there's like 100 would you rathers if you have no idea what would you rathers be. Google and you're going to find a billion questions. I love that. Babe, would you rather pizza or sushi? Pizza. Would you rather beach or mountains? Beach. Would you rather shopping or sleeping? Sleeping. I know. I know. That's a huge shift. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. Here's one that's super fun, you guys. You ready? Here's a great question you can ask on a first date. Hey, so do you know any good jokes? Right? Do you know any good jokes? I think that I think that gives you the opportunity to really show for really give someone the opportunity to show their sense of humor. And I think it's just fun to laugh together. Yeah, it's always fun to laugh, guys. Right. So this question, maybe, maybe it'll like it'll pull out a dad joke or you know, or watch this. You maybe maybe even get to see their filters and their standards. Right. Because like if it's if, if it's the first date and they come across with like a crude joke. Yeah. Dude, their filters, their standards, their awareness is way off, and that is a red flag. And listen to it. Ding, ding, ding. Hello, red alert, flag. alert, alert. All Number right, six, what's something that bugs you? I think that's such a great question because you're actually finding out pet peeves without actually bugging them. <laughs> so that's a great question for your knowledge and understanding about the person that you're with. Right. And I think I think that's a, that's a great great way to say it, babe, that you can find out what bugs them before you bug them. That's really good. All right. So here's number seven. Ready? I think this is a great question. Again, to show emotional intelligence, emotional availability and self-awareness. Ready? What's the most embarrassing thing that you can remember that has happened to you? Right? So I think when you ask this question, you're able to see if someone's comfortable sharing some of their most memorable, embarrassing moments. And check this out. When we talk about awkward moments in our lives, it shows our ability or our 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 ineptness, our deficiency when it comes to being humble, having humility, having vulnerability, a sense of humor. And listen, one of the things that I love about my relationship with Diana, who is my best friend, I love that Diana can laugh at herself, right? I love that so much. I mean, we could, I, I feel like we both possess that great quality. Yeah. And it helps us get over things real quick. Real quick. Come right? on. Don't take yourself too seriously. Right. Let's so, laugh. Right. So I think that that gives you an opportunity to see their their openness. Right. Babe, what's number eight? What's your favorite place on earth? Hello. I think that's awesome. Whether you've been there or you haven't been there, it shows maybe your um, unique sense of travel or your dreaming. That That's a good point, babe. Right. Um, because like... Maybe, 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 especially if you're dating in your, in your young adult years, yeah, right? You, you maybe, maybe haven't you haven't been had to a Italy. chance, <laughs> right? You probably haven't had a chance to go to places, but it, it shows, I love what you said this. It shows their dreams. Yeah. And listen, you guys, you want to be with someone who's dreaming and scheming. Yeah. Like we don't say that just to be clever. We say that, 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 you know, for, for those of us who have a vision, because at Prime Culture, we have a vision. We don't just have hopes and dreams. We find ways and means. Yeah. Right. And so you want someone who has a big view of where they're headed. Maybe they haven't been there yet but I know it's going to be my favorite place in the world. Like for me, babe, like if you guys knew me, you'd know that I'm like really, really infatuated with Tokyo and Japanese Uh culture, right? I've never been, 
yet. Yet. But Tokyo is my favorite place on earth right now. Yeah, that's you know? cool. that's good. And so I just think it just gives their gives you a perspective, a vision, and how big they're thinking and dreaming. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Yeah. It kind of brings you into a, a good place of like, oh <laughs> for real. <laughs> Um, here's another great question. Um, it's it's this. Who are the special people in your life, right? You can ask your date about their siblings, their best friends, their grandparents. Shoot, even your pets. For some people, yeah. their favorite people aren't people at all. Yeah, right? they're, they're furry creatures. They're fur babies, right? And so a good way to see someone's character is to pay attention about how they talk about other people, right? This question, I think, also shows you uh, the biggest impact, uh, the people that have had the biggest impact on their lives, right? And so um, you, you hear about how they've been shaped. And so one of the one of the best ways that you can get to know someone is about knowing about who's invested in them, Yeah, that's right? Good. And so I think that's a great question. Um, last one, baby. What's Give us the last one. What's something you're proud of? I think that just shows maybe the, the values of the person that you're with, maybe their work ethic. Uh, maybe they've won awards. Maybe, I don't know, their number one reader in the book of the month club. <laughs> book of the I month mean, club. whatever their values are, that's something they are proud of. Yeah. So, you know, take that seriously and see what it is. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think I think this will help you determine some of the things that they really value. Right. It'll help you determine the things that they work for, the things that they take serious. And all of these questions are framed to help you get a good snapshot of the person you're on a date on, on a date with. Yeah. Right. right. So, hey, you're welcome. OK, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but, you know, listen, as we get in, as, as we as, as we get into the content today, really, it really is what we want to spend some time with you today is it really is about asking a question. And the question we have for you is this. OK, um, why do we ask for a Friend, right? A lot of times we hear this statement from, from you guys a lot. Hey, Cruz. Uh, and then the question, then you go, but I'm asking for a friend. Right. right? It's not for me. It's I'm for asking me. for a I'm friend. I'm asking for a friend. And what, what, what we've discovered, obviously, is that whenever someone's asking for a friend, that friend is usually themselves. Themselves. Right? They're their best friend. <laughs> and it's like the most awkward question. Hey, Cruz, I'm asking for a friend. Um, hey, X, Y, Z. And it's like the super, it, it really is. It's, 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 a, it's a question that can be really awkward. It's a question that can, intimate. can be intimate. And it uh-huh. can be intimidating. Uh-huh. Right? Or embarrassing. It, Exactly. Right. And so, you know, a lot of times, you know, it's like, man, I'm trying to avoid that question. So I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to engage with it personally. I'm not going to fully right. engage emotionally because I'm asking for a friend. Now, what we want to do is we want to take that thought and that that cliche and we want to we want to kind of throw it back at you. Mm-hmm. Right. We want to throw it back at you because like asking for a friend, that's not a bad thing. Right. right? The truth is when it comes to dating, a lot of times we'll ask for certain things, right? A lot of times when we're asking for dating, we'll ask for certain things. Like we'll be asking for romance, yeah, right? we're like, going to be asking for good looks. Yeah, good good looks, attraction, yes. right? Now listen, within within our culture and within our value system, sex should not be part of the conversation, but we do know that in the world, part of the question we ask when it comes to dating is how's the sex? Now that question should be when you're married, okay? Right. So we're just going to lay that down, but sexuality or sexual attraction, that kind of allure really is a question we ask. It, hey, is he hot? Does he have money? Right. Does she have a house? Does you have a car <laughs> right or you're right and so those are all questions you should be asking but we really think that of all the questions that you should be asking you should be asking for a friend yeah. you should be asking for a friend before you ask for romance 
before you ask for the money, before you ask for the nice car, before the, the attraction is great. I'm, I'm, man, I'm all for attraction. I think Diana's beautiful. Like Diana's like to me, Diana's hot. When she walks in the room, I just, I still get distracted when she walks in the room. Same. Hey, <laughs> right. I mean, I think that's a good point, Cruz, because most of us, when we look for our best friends, uh, whether you're in college or you're already older and you've had a best friend for years, when you think of your best friend, you're thinking of somebody that's loyal, somebody that's maybe giving you good advice, somebody who will always be there for you. Um, but for some reason, when we're looking for a mate, when we're looking for a boyfriend or a husband or a wife or a girlfriend, you just look at the outward appearance. Yeah. Are they hot? Yeah. Um, you know, do they have pretty hair? Like the very minimal superficial. Yeah. And that's it. Like that's all that has to make the cup. But if you want to be my friend, you got to be loyal. You got to be there for me. You got to have a sense of humor. You got to be in the word. You got to, <laughs> you got to make sure you know what you're going to tell me when I right. need you right. but that's not right. equate that doesn't equate to our dating life for some reason it doesn't transcend Why? over right and so here's what we're saying to you ready that you should not date or be in love with someone that you wouldn't be friends with. That's a good point. Right? That's what we that's what we're saying today. Before you ask for a boyfriend, before you ask for a girlfriend, you should be asking for, for a friend. A friend. Yeah. Before you're asking God for a husband, before you're asking God for a wife, you should be asking God for a friend. You should be asking for a friend. And here's my question, babe. My question is this. Why 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 have we why have we turned friendship into kind of like isolated and on low it's like friendship is like a lonely island and it's away from dating like the dating island you know what i'm saying why why is the friend zone the wrong zone to be in i don't understand that i think because culture tells us that we have to be in our feelings and it's mm. stuff that we had already been talking about if you don't feel the butterflies if you don't feel the chemistry if you don't feel tingling when you look at that person because most of us don't feel that for our friends right so we equate those feelings with boyfriend girlfriend status yeah. and not friend status yeah which is you know a whole right I mean, well look here's the deal like we, we, we obviously we get a chance to interact with a lot of young adults and even like adult adults yeah. you know what i'm saying really and, <laughs> and here's a problem all right and maybe you understand this problem right like you might be attracted to one kind of person but then you find that you're better friends with another type of person yeah. and you actually have more of a relationship with your friend than you, than the relationship you have, relationship you have with the person you're attracted to. Do you hear what I just said? Yeah. Right. That you have more of a, of a relationship with your friend than you do with the person that you're attracted to. Right. And so in a lot of cases, what you simply find is that the person you're attracted to is not able to connect with you in all areas of your life. And in other cases, it's so much more than that. Sometimes you're attracted to someone who's not good for you at all. And here's the deal. For some reason, we'll we'll date someone who we'll, we would never be friends with. Like think about think about some of your breakups, right? And think about some of the places that you've dated, right? Like people that you've that we've dated were self centered. They were deceptive in some sort of way. Yes, they were critical. Or watch, they just were they just ignored your needs, yeah. right? And we dated, and you would have we dated them, but we would have never chosen that kind of a person to be a friend. Why? Because you have so little in common. And you wouldn't want to deal with all their problems, right? Still, for some reason, we find ourselves just attracted to or falling. Hello, here we, are, here we go again. I'm, I keep on falling, right? With someone who is that way, I would never be friends with them, right? And so I think, I, I think, think what, yeah, I, ahead, think, I was going to say, I think that's crazy because once 
you let that happen. Now you're deep. You're yeah. deep into this relationship yeah. and now you can't get out because you have so many feelings and now you feel like you're you're just trapped. Yeah, and I think I think that's been the problem though, right, baby girl? I think that that we've been asking for the feelings. Yeah. I, man, I want the rush. Yes. I want the adrenaline. adrenaline. I want yes. the hormones. I want the attraction. I want the chemistry. <laughs> right? Listen, listen. I know I'm being dramatic, I right? Like, like, right? I sound like a telenovela uh-huh. right now. Like, Armando. <laughs> Armando <laughs> Esteban <laughs> Martinez Fernandez. Right? De la Torres. <laughs> right. But listen, you guys, look. I'm not demonizing feelings. We're not like, we're not. I'm no, not, I'm not. Feelings are fe- real. Feelings are real. And uh-huh. feelings are actually real good. Real good. And the truth is, okay, girl, you said that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, but, but, <laughs> look, here, here's the truth. I want you to enjoy your feelings, but I want to warn you, don't believe your feelings. Okay. Remember, love doesn't equal feelings. Right. Love does not equal feelings, and what happens is a lot of times we may or may not have the, that those quote unquote attraction feelings towards uh-huh. friends, right? But the truth is, some some if if I can just be super honest with you, twenty almost twenty four years later, I married my best friend, and it was a it's been a successful life giving love of my life marriage because God gave me a friend. And the reason this is so important to Diane and I, for you to understand, is this. We weren't taught to ask for a friend. We were not taught to ask for a friend. Thank God that we became friends. And that's because of the boundaries that were set up in our lives. We laid a friendship foundation on accident. (laughs) But thankful that that happened because that set us up to win. Right. And so we're just sharing with you guys what has worked for us. And I love what you said, babe, that we, it, we're, it set you up to win, right? And that's what we want to do. We want to set you up to win. We want to be able to, we want to be able to be at your wedding, right? And have you say, hey, Cruz and Diana, I finally found someone who has everything that I looked for. Yeah. Not just beautiful. everything that I wanted to feel, but everything that I wanted, that I have looked for, right? What a rewarding thing for um for someone's spiritual life personal life romantic life love life what a rewarding moment that is when you say i found the one that everything i've looked for right and so that's a powerful statement because that brings back to everything guys we've been talking about self-awareness emotional intelligence you can't find someone that you're looking for without actually knowing what you're looking for absolutely so you have had to have done your homework to find who and what you're looking for. Right. Okay. And so we want to give you some perspectives on what you should be thinking about and why asking for a friend will change your life. Like some of you, like you, like you should go back and visit the friend zone. Okay. Like some of you are going to go back and revisit the friend zone and you're like, you know what? He actually is kind of cute, man. Consistency is kind of sexy. You know what I'm saying? Uh Like, wow, he loves Jesus. That is kind of, that that is kind of hot or whatever. Come on. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to be corny, but here's what I'm saying. Right. Um, so we're, we're going to, we're going to give you some perspectives as to why asking for a friend is so important. Asking for a friend. Watch this. If you're attracted to someone who does not possess the character and friendship qualities that you need in a long-term relationship don't think that you're the one that's going to change him or her like don't think that someone has to go deeper because they want to not because you want them to come on babe. so hashtag guys get rid of false 
hope. Yeah. It's not gonna happen. If they don't want or actively feel they have to change, they will not change just because you want them to, just because you nag them, or, or just because you hope and pray to God right. that it's gonna happen. That's a big deal. That's a big deal, you guys, right? Um, number here, number two, or here's another here's another reason why asking for a friend is so key. Okay, um, asking for, when I ask for a friend, or when I learn to ask or look for the right things, I'm able to view the fact that the person who I'm interested in dating, if they don't have the qualities or the characteristics of a long term friendship, it's gonna help me see that as a problem, mm. right? It's gonna help me identify it as a problem. And look, if I see the pattern. If I see the pattern arising in me dating the wrong people on a consistent basis, then I need to stop thinking that the problem is external to myself. Here's what I mean by that. Oh, Cruz, it's because like all, all the people that I'm attracted to, this is what it is. And this is just who, this is who, I'm, this is who I always attract. And this yeah. is, this is all there is. And you know, I just haven't found the right one. Like we hear so many excuses by people who don't want to see that they have a pattern that they need to examine regarding the way they see people or the people they attract or the ones that they are attracted to. What I, here's what we mean. We're, we keep being attracted to the feelings, to the romance, to the sexiness, to the attraction, and, we, and we're not attracted to the characters of friendship. That's not an issue. It's not that you haven't found the right one. It's that you're, you're measuring and you're looking for and you're asking for the wrong things. I promise you, if you start asking for a friend, it, it's so funny to me and so interesting to me how the right one seems to show up when you start asking for the right things. That's good. That's good. Right. Another point, do everything possible to make yourself aware of the reality of the person you are drawn to and the relationship that you have. In other words, like be real, like whoever you're with, like have the reality and know what you're looking at. Like, Absolutely. do you feel like all of your parts are being related to? And not just here we go. That sounds funny. Like all your parts. First of all, <laughs> first of all, like, right. When we're attracted Emotions. to romance, when we're attracted to, uh, when we're attracted to romance and attraction, sometimes there's only very specific parts yeah. that are, are, that, 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 are, that are being, that are being related <laughs> to you. Right. Yeah. yeah. Diana just said that tingle. Right. But here's what we mean. We mean every part of your life. Yeah. Right. Every aspect of your life. Do you feel in the person that I'm drawn to and the person that I'm attracted to right now, the person that I might, I'm considering bringing into my life, do I, feel like all, do I feel like every aspect of who I am is being related to? Right. Spiritual, emotional, your values, what, you've, what you have already written down as your non-negotiables. Like, don't make excuses. Don't deny and don't ignore what you really see. Yeah. Those are the red flags. And yeah. those red flags are not lying. Yeah. Like, believe it, guys. Yeah. So, look, you can sum up this 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 perspective with this question. Would you pick this person that you're on a date with? Would you pick them as a friend? Right? You've got to make sure that you're honest about that answer, right? You make sure. And then, look, I think you should talk to, about, to some of your friends about whether or not this person would ever be your friend. And here we go. Look, denial is more difficult to maintain if you're talking with someone and confessing what is true. Okay. And that's the key that's the key word guys. What is true? Yeah. So don't like try and hide stuff from your friends. Be real with the the support system that you have built. Tell them exactly what you're seeing and what you're experiencing and let them give you that light into what you're saying. Right. And sometimes those are awkward conversations, you guys, for yeah, real. Yeah, they're very hard. Right? But don't live in denial. Okay, the scripture says this in the book of Proverbs that better are the wounds from a friend 
than the kisses of an enemy. Yeah. Right. And so sometimes, man, sometimes I dude, Liz, real talk. I have friends in my life that hurt my feelings, but bless my life. Right. They're not nasty to me. Right. But they hurt my feelings. Yeah, Come on, somebody. But feelings, feelings, feelings are an emotional state. Yeah. And sometimes feelings need to be checked and find sometimes feelings need to put back in a cage. Yeah. Right. And it's OK. You might be mad at your friends for a day or two. But hey, when you get over it, you're going to be so thankful that they spoke to you with love absolutely. and they, you know, they spoke truth. Yeah, absolutely. Here's, here's another reason asking for a friend is so important. When you're asking for a friend, it helps you understand whether or not you're confusing, longing for someone or needing someone. Your generation would say this, being thirsty. Mm-hmm. Right. When I'm when when I learn to ask for a friend, I stop confusing being thirsty for being in love. That's good. Many times, many times what we do is we long for or we thirst for a certain kind of fantasy person. Right. When we've all we, you, you've all got that. Right. Like there's this fantasy in my mind. And it's like, oh, yeah, six. He's six, two. And he's drives blah, blah, blah. And it's a BMW past the cruise. That's what he drives. Right? Or whatever. And he got right? a six pack Hello. and he got it going on. Hello. He smells good. And he treated his mama good that's right all of it right but listen listen remember you we can't confuse that that thirst for love remember love always satisfies it doesn't leave you romantically thirsty that's good right love will always satisfy and and asking for a friend will teach you to prioritize love over thirst right yeah that's good so are you confusing infatuation with love I mean, that's that's a big one, right? Infatuation actually is a projection of needs and fantasies onto a, a person that have little to do with or what that person that, really that's is. That's a big deal. That's, right? that's a big deal. So yeah. when you when you're when you learn to appreciate asking for a friend, right? Like that really brings us back down to earth, yes. right? When I learned to ask for a friend, not for a fantasy, right? A lot of times we're really asking for a fantasy when we should be asking for a friend, right? And so rather than projecting our needs and our fantasies onto a person, many times what happens is that that, that person that we're projecting our needs and our thirst onto, they symbolize a lot, a lot of things that we feel we need and that we need from someone. And here's, here's, here's the deal, ready? Like the infatuation, does not leave us satisfied. That's good. It just won't. I, there's no there's new nutritional value there. Right. That's like those McDonald's salty french fries that oh, you want to eat. I mean, they satisfy you for that moment. But in 30 minutes, you're starving because you've not actually, you haven't fed your body anything substantial. Yeah. It's just killing that little craving, that that want that you, you know, that your body or whatever needs, but that actual nutritional value is not there. Yeah. So listen, you guys, um, learning to ask for a friend, okay? Learning to ask for a friend begins with talking to your friends about the new friend you're asking about. That's so good. Right? You're like it, you, you, We've got to talk to our current friends about some new friends, right? So listen... L- I hope you have good friendships in your life um, that will hold you to a boundary. Remember, last week we talked about boundaries being property lines, being being lines that are drawn that that um, tell you who you are and what you're willing to do, right? And so when you when your friends know your boundaries and and they really love you, when you're asking your friends about your new friend, right? What they'll do is they won't let you go too far into relationship with someone that you wouldn't be friends with, right? And here's, here's a big idea. Like, man, like 
a lot of times, let, let, let's just let's just be honest, right? How many times have we dated someone that didn't click with our with our friend group? Yeah. And we were we we were salty with our friends. We, we were salty with our friends, uh-huh. and then two years later, when it all crashed and burned, we came back. We came back to our salty <laughs> friends and realized that they were actually really good friends. Yeah, because right. they're still there. They're still there, right? So I really pray that you've got friends that will help you keep your boundaries and stay in love. So, hey, babe, I, I want to shift the I want to shift the the conversation a little bit and talk about some of the reasons why. Um, it's so hard for us to ask for a friend and it's so easy to ask for a fantasy, mm. right? Um, and so look, look you guys, uh, we're, we're going to share this hopefully not to humiliate anyone or, or hurt anyone's feelings, but really to help you out, to help you process some, some of the realities that you might have. Now we're not saying this is all of it, but this is the, some of the stuff that has emerged to us. And when it comes to why we're resistant to ask for a friend, right? When it comes to our love life. And so the first one I want to share with you guys, one of the reasons why we prefer to ask for a fantasy and we prefer to ask for a feeling than we do uh, to ask for a friend. Um, for some of us, it's it's some unresolved family issues in our life. Here's what I mean by that, okay? Some of us, we may, may have had issues and problems in the families we grew up with, okay? Um, and those issues... And those unresolved, those unresolved loose ends in our lives, they show up in our dating relationships. Watch. So we've seen this, right, babe, where, um, some, where someone is attracted to a person who is like a parent that they struggled with. Right. Right. It's like, man, my, my, my dad hurt me so bad or my mom was so mean. But then they end up dating someone like their dad. Yeah. Someone like their the mom. same qualities. Right. Mm-hmm. And so. A lot of times, you know, essentially, it's like for some reason we fall in love, quote unquote, um, with with someone who is exactly like what we knew growing up. Or on the contrary, baby girl, like sometimes we're attracted to someone who's completely different than a hurtful parent or someone in a hurtful family, right? And so, like, um, we we've known we've known girls, right, like who have had such aggressive fathers, right? Like their fathers were like super aggressive, and they were they were afraid of any kind of male strength or driving a man, so they'd always be attracted to really passive, loving guys. But then they'd all they would end up frustrated. Why? Because that that passive guy couldn't stand on his own two feet. Yeah, that's right? true. It's usually the extremes of either really passive if that's what if you grew up with somebody really aggressive or if you grew up with some somebody really passive then you go the other extreme right you are you attract really aggressive type people right right so look in either cases we're not saying that this is wrong we're just saying that this is present right. and it could be swaying and influencing what you ask for right so look you need to be aware of this so that when you start asking for a friend, you can say, you can say, this is the kind of friend I'm looking for. And, and, and I just want to say this, right? This situation doesn't make it wrong. I'm just saying, make you wrong. I'm just saying that it could be present with you. And how, what if we do this? What if, what if before you go into a new relationship, you start working to resolve through your present relationship with yourself and you deal with that relationship so that it won't interfere with your dating relationships, So good, right? Um, so, um, I think another reason, babe, that, that we'd prefer to ask for a fantasy or we ask for a feeling instead of asking for a friend is because, um, we're attracted to people who are not good for you because we're looking to have them be the solution for some aspect of ourselves that we've never faced. Yeah, that's true. I mean, often, uh, if you do not possess a certain quality, you're drawn to what I was saying earlier, someone who possesses it, who possesses it in the extreme. 
right? So in other words, a, so another another what Diana is saying really is that a passive person will be drawn to someone who's really assertive or really really aggressive or really dominating. And you know, sometimes you may be attracted to a bad thing because you've always been a good person, right? You've uh, you may be attracted to something that is that that was always kept from you, and you just run towards that because there are compartments in your life that aren't haven't been dealt with, right? Like that's the quintessential, right? Like I'm a girl dad, right? Like I have two beautiful daughters. And one of the things that I'm already praying against is like the, is like the good girl from a good family falls for a bad boy, right? Like I'm already praying against that. And so I'm working not so much for my daughters to not um, be around bad boys. I know they're bad. Bad boys are always going to be around. Hello. Right. But I want my girls to be so well put together that they're aware of all the compartments of their life so so that they don't, they don't need a bad boy to make them feel like they're fulfilled. Right, because at the end of the day, guys, we all have some good and some bad in us. So are we going to be real with that? Are we going to look at ourselves in the mirror and say, hey, we have some good and we have some bad. So these friendships, if you can find a safe and healing relationship to integrate these parts of yourselves um, that you're ashamed of, then you're not going to be drawn to that darkness on the outside because you've dealt with the realness of who you are. That's so good. You guys, and this is so key, okay? One of the best friends you can ever have is yourself. So good. Right? And so what we're saying is, look, if you if if you're aware, if you're aware that you're drawn to a, to to an opposite of who you are, um be honest with yourself. What if it's because there is a part of you that hasn't been addressed with, hasn't been dealt with, right? And you're looking to them to maybe complete it or, or satisfy it. Listen, that's not the attraction you want. You right. shouldn't be asking for that attra- attraction. You should be asking for a friend, so right? Someone that you're going to be friends with. Here's another reason we think that asking for a feeling sometimes is easier than asking for a friend is, you know, we, we've all experienced disappointment. We've all experienced loss in our life. And, and the truth is this, whenever we're disappointed, whenever we've had loss in our life, it's really difficult to let go of things, even if they're not good for us. Right. Like, let's be honest about that. We, we, we've dealt with that. Oh my gosh. We've dealt with that so many times where, uh, people where, where, where maybe someone has unknowingly developed a character or a pattern of what we call defensive hope. Right. And here's what defensive hope is that you hope for things to change as a defensive mechanism so that you don't experience the hurt or the, or the tension of, of, of letting someone go or losing someone because you feel like letting them go would be harder or you would feel that the pain of letting them go, um, is worse than the pain of staying together. Wow. That's powerful. We have so many people that feel so stuck because they keep clinging on to false hope. Yeah. And they're like, well, if I just one more, one more day, one more year, one more week. And that turns into many years of just being stuck, unhappy, clinging to false hope where we all can see that that relationship has to end. But they feel like, well, if I give up. Yeah. You know, like th- they feel a failure if yeah. they just give up. Yeah. And, or sometimes we're just afraid. We're just yeah. afraid of of the change. And to, you know, it's, I'd, I'd rather defend my dysfunction than to face a change. Yeah. Some people would rather stay in the certainty of their mess than to walk out in the uncertainty of freedom. Right. Right. And so listen, again, you should be asking for a friend, right? I mean, the, the truth is we don't often defend our friends like that. Or maybe if you do, that, that is some dysfunction. Okay. I hope this is making sense to you, man. It's blessing me. Um, let's talk about the hopeless romantics. 
a little bit, right? Right. Sometimes, sometimes it's so much easier to ask for a feeling than it is to ask for a friend because it's we always are, easier. <laughs> <laughs> we're because we're a hopeless romantic, right? And yeah. so, what happens is with the hopeless romantics, man, we love the rush, we love the feeling, we love the the, the adrenaline of yeah. of being swept off of our feet and finding the charmer. And you know, well, let me just remind you that the Bible says in Proverbs chapter thirty one thirty that charm is deceptive. Okay, charm is deceptive. And here's what happens that charmers and and the hopeless romantics are unable to get past romantic romanticization to get to real intimacy. Mm. Right. And so here's the deal. Watch is the romantic drama and the energy of attraction of the relationship. It distracts you from the underlying emptiness of a relationship that's devoid of intimacy because it's all about feelings. It's all about hot and heavy. It's all about passion. Right. And I, I heard I read this somewhere um that when it's all about just the charm and the romance and just being swept off from our feet and just the hot and heavy just you know um chemistry and all that what we are doing is we're taking to we're taking here listen to this we're taking our emptiness to the bedroom and we're mutually denying it wow what a statement huh yeah. we're both taking our emptiness to the bedroom and we mutually deny it when all we care about is the romance and the hot and heavy and that rush right listen we shouldn't be asking for a feeling in that sense we should be asking for a friend cruz are you saying that passion and romance is bad absolutely not not it's but watch good. but passion and romance is good however passion and romance without character without intimacy and without friendship to support it is extremely dangerous yeah, if a real relation if a relationship can't go past the fantasy into sustained intimacy and like real connections, real conversation, the whole thing is a sham and your emptiness, both of you, your emptiness has to be faced. Yeah. Either now or in a year. Yeah. And you know, you guys, um, for bo- both boys and girls, <laughs> boys and girls, uh, <laughs> boys welcome, and girls. Welcome, welcome to middle school boys and girls right now. But hey, look, look, guys and ladies, listen. Listen. Um I want, I want, I want, I really want to confront like this Cinderella complex, right? What I mean by that is that sometimes our fantasies are, can become like a coping mechanism or a defense mechanism against depression or disappointments. But listen, as wonderful as romance is, if it's not based on the reality of someone's character, it's always going to be heartbreaking in the end. Yeah. Okay. And so listen, we should be asking for a fee- for a friend, not asking for a fling. Cruz, that's, that's good. good. Come on. Come on, Cruz. That's so good right there. <laughs> I shouldn't be asking for a fling. I should be asking for a friend, right? Um, and so my goodness, Diana, we've talked a lot about why asking a friend is important. So how do we get on the how do we get on the path to friendship? Right? How do we get there? Right? Because look, I'm gonna say it again. Romance is great, attraction is great, um, the passion and the charm is great. But here's the key: if all of those are not built on lasting friendship and respect for your that person's character, something is wrong. Right? So how do we how do we build friendship? How do we ask for a friend? What are we looking for, babe? Well, the best boundary that you can have in your dating life is to begin every relationship with an eye towards friendship. Right. So just the fact that you're just looking for it, just, right? Just you're looking just asking for a friend. For a friend, right? Listen, don't rush into romance. Okay, don't rush. Keep an eye on friendship. Keep your boundaries, you guys. That's how friendship starts. Keep your boundaries. Like when you're starting to date, date your friend. 
Yeah. Right? And what does that look like? Dude, I'm drawing a boundary, right? I'm keeping my boundary. Last week we talked about that. And if you haven't heard part two of All in Love, go listen to it. Draw love within the lines, right? We talked about boundaries last week. And so you want to keep your boundaries. That's how you ask for a friend. I'm, I'm asking for a friend when I keep my boundaries, my physical boundaries, my emotional boundaries, my time boundaries, right? Look, here's a good way to build friendship, okay? Spend time getting to know them in non-romantic ways. Me and Diana, like we, we just were quote unquote talking for almost two years yeah. before we ever went on our first date. Right. Well, yeah, because we kind of live far away, so it was hard. Yeah, well, <laughs> so, yeah, we would have phone conversations. But even when we first started dating, guys, it was always because we had to sh- have a chaperone. It was in a friendship setting. Yeah. So we had those boundaries drawn. So if right now you're like, OK, I'm eyeing this person. Where's your support system? Start there. Hey, let's go out in a group. Let's yeah. hang out as friends. Do I like you? Not just as my friend, but as you being a friend big to deal. my friends. That's a big deal, babe. Yeah. Like seeing how well they f- he or she fits in with your friends, right? Mm-hmm. How well do you fit in with their friends? Do they even have the right friends or do they even have friends? Yeah. You guys, if... The, if if the person you're dating doesn't have long-term friendships, that's a bad sign right away, okay? And so how do you ask for a friend? Here's another one. Don't allow yourself to rush into falling for someone without becoming friends first, okay? Um, when If you allow yourself to become friends first, like we get to know each other in non-romantic ways, we get to know each other in ways that are, are, are very casual, we don't go too far too soon, we slow down, what happens is that when you go to the next step, you'll be able to enjoy it. Why? Because it's safe, because you have good boundaries, right? And so look, the only, the only, the only way you can experience someone at their real level, at their deep level, and the only way you can find someone's character is to treat them as a friend first. Yes. Right. Would I trust you as my friend? Would I talk to you as my friend? So what's a good measure of friendship? If you like hanging out with that person and there's like if there would be no romantic feelings at all, like would you still enjoy hanging out with that person? Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah, that's a big that's like a good measure. Because like, Diana, I love hanging out with you. Yeah, I do. You're like, you are my best friend. Well, I like hanging out with you. Yeah. And like we have our own little party. Yeah, we do for (laughs) real. Right. Like, and so what? Like you, you want, you want your deep friendships. You want your, your lifelong friendships to share values, to share the same character. Watch. Uh, Let me just give you some thoughts. You would want your best friend to be honest, right? You would want your best friend to be faithful. You would want your best friend to be deep, to have some depth, to be spiritual, to be responsible, to be able to connect, to be able to grow, to be loving, and to be things that fall into into those categories, right? And so look, you got to make sure that those qualities are present in the person that you find yourself being in love with. That's so good. So your list just grew, guys. That's your list of a person that you're dating, like that's the list that you want to have. Right. Not just the smile, not just the money or the car, but these qualities of friendship and loyalty. Right. Hey, would you love me even if I keep my boundaries? Because I'm asking for a friend. Right? And listen, Diana and I, we, 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 man, we put our name on this. That, that we, I can almost say we guarantee that being a lover with someone, being romantically involved with someone that you would have as a friend always ends up in a good way. But being involved with someone romantically and with your feelings with someone that you would not to be friends with, that's not a good thing at all. So, right? So as you're asking, I want you to ask for a friend. 
right? Hey, can we pray for you real quick? We didn't do that on the last podcast, but can we just pray for you real quick? Can we pray for God to ring the right person? Come on. Unless you're driving, why don't you just take a moment and just bow your head. And Father, I just thank you so much for what you're doing in the life of everyone who's listening to this podcast and this content today. Lord, I just thank you, God, that as they ask for a friend, that you bring friends into our lives, the right people, right time, right places, people that respect, that have good character, that have integrity, that love, that protect, that are deep, that are responsible, that are honest, that are careful with us. Lord, I thank you that you make us aware of the friends that we should have. Make us aware, Lord, Thank you, God, that you're challenging us with with these boundaries, but that we're able to walk in love and be in love without falling. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, listen, we love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you're enjoying this content. And hey, by the way, uh, speaking of our friends, me, Diana, and several hundred of our best friends are going to be getting together on March 19th at the Eastside Church of Abundant Church, at Eastside Church of Abundant Church, Eastside, the Eastside Campus of Abundant um, here in El Paso, Texas on March 19th. It's a Friday night. It's a culture night. It's at 8 p.m. We would love to see you there. Hey, and if you haven't already, why don't you subscribe to the podcast? Hey, leave us a rating, a review. It really helps the, helps the podcast get to more people. Hey, and if you're enjoying it, why don't you share it on your stories, Tag us on it. We love interacting with you and hearing how the content is helping you and and blessing you. And we're so excited um, about what God is doing with this season. All right. So we love you guys. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. Until next time. See you soon. Be the culture.